everyone. Welcome to Two Girls in a Bible. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. And we are here finishing up The Extraordinary Woman of Sarah. We have been going through the book, uh, 10 Women of the Bible. One by One and How They Changed the World by yes. Max Licato. Such an amazing uh, book so far. We've only really started with Sarah. Yes. So we're excited about wrapping it up. This, Hey, Kim, can you tell us a little bit more about Yes, Ooh, of Sarah, course I let's, can. Let's yeah. just wrap it Ooh, all up. Welcome to you at our table. We have our coffee here. And oh, we do. We are just going, cheers. Cheers. There we go. Hear that? <laughs> and so I'm and I made mine extra, extra strong this morning. Yes, so I'm did. excited yes, about it. It can walk. It has legs. And do you guys have like, I just have to talk to the audience for one second. Mm-hmm. I know I'm like off track a little bit, but my coffee cup actually says, live the life you imagine. Don't you love that? Live the life you imagine. And so I, this morning, you know, sometimes you wake up and you struggle. And Mm -hmm. so it's so interesting that we're wrapping up Sarah because they were really the king and queen of faith. She really struggled. struggled, But at the end of the day, God was faithful. Yes, he was. Okay. Now we're back to wrapping it up, Kim. Okay. So in the recap, (laughs) we start off with Sarah who is barren and not able to have children. And back in that day, not having children was just, you were marked. that was taboo. You were yeah, marked. you were yeah. marked. And so, but anyway, God comes and says, you know, you were going to have a son. Well, time goes on and, you know, the promise didn't happen. And so she thinks, well, I want to help God along. So she takes her maiden, her Hagar, Hagar, and Hagar. says, you take her and she can give me a child. Well, he says, okay. Abraham agrees. He's like, okay. So he takes her. To be his wife. I don't think and I'll then, give my man to my wife or no. my maid servant. But go ahead. No. <laughs> and she gets pregnant. Yes. Well, then she gets a little cocky because it's like, look at me. I'm pregnant. I could give him a child and you couldn't. Mm-hmm. Well, this makes Sarah a little bit upset. Sarah was adored her husband. Yes. And would do anything for him. And Abraham adored Sarah. And they did. Sarah. And she was a was very, very beautiful woman. Yes. You know, as we find out later on, you know... Abraham, even with age, she yeah, like aged like age. fine wine. And not Abraham would wine, ask but. her on a couple of occasions to lie and say, you're my sister. Yeah. And uh, because he was afraid that they would kill him. And yes. they ended up taking her and, you know, God had to intervene. And So there's anyway, lying involved. Him. But I anyway, mean. Sarah uh, or Hagar gets pregnant, has a child, and then she begins to taunt Sarah a little bit, you know, na, na, na. And, um, na, 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 na. and then... You know, she goes to Abraham, you know, and she's all mad at him. And, you know, and he says, well, do what you will with your handmaiden. That's, yeah. that's, that's up that's to you. That's your business. And so you she started this whole she, mess. She beats her. I mean, she's mean to her. She's really mean. Her. She mean, mean to, to her. her. And, um, and the hay guys just had enough. She can't yeah. take anymore. And so she takes her baby and leaves. Yep. And leaves. at this time, you know, he's toddler, I would yeah. imagine. And, uh, and then God finds Hagar in the wilderness. And, tell, and tells her, go back. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing that she wanted to hear. Yeah, she didn't want to hear did. go back, but, but she, she did. did. But she, she did. did. And so time moves forward, and they travel through the thing, and you know, and like I said before, you know, so she, she gets taken back. by kings. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and Hagar went back, and so you know, things went back to normal. Yeah, but Sarah was an extraordinary woman. She was kind and loving and everything towards After husband. we just told you that but she But at she the same time, 
but it's you know, true. You know, how many of us get a little jealous? How many of you have ever been jealous? I think everybody at some point And, in you know, their to life the point been. where you mistreated somebody, or maybe yeah. say, maybe not to the point of beating them, but maybe you know, just them. rude to them, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just because of jealousy's sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a man or a situation, what have it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, God dealt with her, and, you know, and I think they got through it. And uh, so that kind of brings us up to date to uh, And you promise, can listen to our other promise, episodes where we yes. go much deeper into detail about Sarah's, Sarah's journey. Mm-hmm. And um, so here we so are. She's been fulfilled. renamed at this point, right? Yeah. Her name used to be Sarah. Now it's Sarah, and which is God's Abram promise. Abram to Abraham. Yep. And so now we're moved up to this point. So... We're um, headed on into um, unexpected visitors. Unexpected visitors. So, what happens, Jennifer, with these unexpected visitors that that now um, they are in you know in Canaan? They're in Canaan, and uh, they they are uh, a promise is fulfilled. This is the beginning of the promise that fulfilled. that is going to be fulfilled. Yeah. So here is there's unexpected visitors show up. So God has sent now His angels. I believe and there's he been sent some time angels. span in there. Some definite time, time span. span. So let's just read this a little bit. Sarah's name isn't the only thing God changes in her life. He soon changes her mind. He changes her faith. He changes the number of her tax deductions. So now we're like fast forwarding into modern day times. He changes the way she defines the word impossible. But most of all, he changes her attitude about what it means to trust in him. It begins one day when three visitors arrive at her tent. And so here are these three visitors Sarah is kind of in the background. Let's read a little bit further. She's in the tent, you know, just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Abraham sees them first. He runs to greet them and then goes to find Sarah. Quick, he says, get some flour and bake some bread. And Sarah does. She does so. But as she kneads the dough in the tent and she does some eavesdropping as well, I will surely return to you about this time next year. She hears one visitor say, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. That's in Genesis uh, chapter 18, verse 10, Kim. Mm -hmm. And when Sarah hears the news, a cackle escapes before she can contain it. Her shoulders shake and she buries her wrinkled face in her bony hands. She knows she shouldn't laugh. It's not kosher to laugh at what God says. For this visitor indeed is the Lord speaking to her. Jesus himself, I believe. Yes, but just as she catches her breath and wipes away her tears, she thinks about it again, and a fresh wave of hilarity doubles her over. Kim, have you ever in your life just been in a situation where your laughter is inappropriate, yet you can't stop? Yes, tell I have. Tell me about it. Tell me and about I it. just have to tell you a story. I'm sure my, my, my sister Sherry will, will not appreciate this, but I'm going to tell it anyway because I tell it to everybody. <laughs> it's the most hilarious story and it still brings tears to my eyes to this day. And when I'm with her, I like to reiterate this story because it agitates her. <laughs> it's a reminder. Um, yeah. But we oh, were younger. Kim's a little antagonistic. <laughs> I think we and, see a little uh, bit of Sarah in here. Yeah, a little bit. Uh-huh. And anyway, we were, uh, I needed my bangs trimmed. And yeah. so, you know, she was really good at that. She would trim my hair up for me and everything. And yeah. she's like, Kim, you know, can you trim my bangs up? Well, if anybody who knows me knows <laughs> I cannot cut a straight this line with scissors. This is bad scissors. news already. This is bad And so news. I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and in the process, you know, I take her bangs and I'm trimming them along. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, I go up way higher and I chop right at the base of her, her line of her hairline. 
and there's a big chunk. My sister had very oh, no. long, beautiful hair. And, oh, you know, no. was very particular. She we had to be devastated. Hours. Well, I'm sitting there and I look at it and I begin to laugh. I was like, I am so, so sorry. And I begin to laugh. And she's that like, was what? The, you, she's like, what? What What did you okay, do? Okay, in that moment, you were, de- you were, she was definitely Hagar. <laughs> yeah, she was, a. she Upset. runs into the bathroom, looks at it and screams and then immediately she's me? like, oh, I can't believe it. So the next morning when she gets up to go to school, knowing that she has this big patch, like a little round oh, patch. Oh, my goodness. Of course, you're, you know, with yeah. the hair, it's white and her hair is brown. Yeah. And she takes a brown marker and colors it in and wears a hat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she goes to school and the people are kind of cruel. And yeah. they're like, why are you wearing a hat? And yank her hat off and see this brown <laughs> marker on her head. And the poor thing, you know, is devastated. Kim is still and belly laughing like, at this. And, you know, um, to this day, <laughs> years and years later, I still tell that story and I laugh so hard. But it's not because she was in pain. It was because it was funny and her reaction. And immediately her to-go thing was to go mark it in. Okay. Know? I have to. Okay. So I'm going to confess right now. And then we're going to move on back to the story. But since you told your story, I have to tell the story. And this story is a little bit. Okay. This was before my <laughs> Jesus time. You know, this was my younger. I knew the man named Jesus, but I didn't really have a relationship. Yeah, didn't really this was know before my, my Jesus days. Yes. <laughs> I did. I was going to church, but I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't doing uh, what I needed to be yeah. doing. Yeah. So anyway, I have a really close friend of mine. We just like to do weird things together. We thought were weird things. And they have this thing called um, uh, Revelations that would travel in North Carolina. And so you would go and walk through Revelations in North Carolina. And what it was is just kind of like the end days. And this is bad. And we're walking through it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is serious business. I mean, there's some, you know, but we get to the end. And so now we're in heaven. Okay, and this is not good, you guys. I'm, I have to tell you. But here comes, God forgive me, redneck Jesus. Okay? <laughs> redneck Jesus. He comes down. Jesus comes and he, in all different forms. Oh, he was redneck Jesus. And I, it just struck me as funny. I, don't, I could not stop laughing. We ended up having to leave out of there because I could not stop. As much as I tried to hold it in, it would just bust it out of me. Everything he said was just so southern. You gonna eat from the table of life. And there's like a bowl of four oranges on the table. So like just the whole scene, this is like a banquet dinner in heaven, you know, and you know, it was cute. It was not now today. I probably wouldn't do that. But at the time I just, it was hilarious. Okay. So anyway, get back to the visitors. This is, we digress. yes. Yes, we digress. But Jesus has now visited. Sarah knows that this is him. Like, and he says, why did your, why did your wife laugh? Yeah, he says, with God, all things are possible. In Matthew 19, 26, that's what he tells us. With God, all things are mm-hmm. possible. So the possibility of knowing that she could give birth a year from now. But her mind, had had she had long since given up, I think, mm-hmm. on this idea, this concept. Because she tried, and her way didn't work. Right. So when her way didn't work, she's like, oh, forget it. It's never going to work. Because these loins ain't, they dried up. His loins are dried up, and my womb, there's nothing going to live in there. I, I, I'm almost 90. Yeah, so exactly. Abraham looked up. Up and he, when he saw the, the, the three men, he went up and Sarah laughed. Okay, this is the one I was getting to. Verse 12. 
Sarah laughed to herself. She thought, after I'm worn out, my Lord and my Lord is old. Will I now have the pleasure of having a child? Yeah. I'm already worn out. Yeah. Really? He's going to use up this worn out old body to have a child? And, and so in that moment, what happens? She's then confronted what have you done? You have laughed. Why did your wife? She's like, I didn't laugh. laugh. So, uh, her first response. How many times have we gotten in trouble? That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I didn't, I didn't do, do that. It. I didn't say that. <laughs> I mean, so many times we'll put our foot in the mouth. But, but mm-hmm. she here she is. She's sticking up for herself, and she's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. So let me just ask you this. This is a good question, um, and I think we just answered it. Uh, why do you think Sarah laughed? I just think that she thought it was the most ridiculous thing because yeah. she was old, and yes. you know they were about they were past childbearing years. Yes, I, there's probably so some it's doubt like, there. You know, I am almost my husband's almost a hundred, and I'm almost ninety, and we, you're telling me we're going to have a baby at this time next this time next year. Yeah. So in that moment, and me and my husband are going to have the pleasure of loving one one another again. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like. Really? It's been a while. Yeah. (laughs) And in that moment, she wasn't exercising faith at all. No. But see, this is another one of those times where I love to say, God loves to show off. Yes, he does. You know, he loves to show off. He loves to say, I can do the impossible. Yes. And remember what the word says, all things are possible. In Matthew 19, 26, I can do the impossible. Yes. Praise God for that. So why do you think, Kim, and I think you'll be really good at answering this too. Why do you think the Lord asked Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Why did she laugh? Why did she, why did he ask Abraham and not confront Sarah directly? I mean, there was that, that confrontation between the two. You know, it doesn't say what Abraham said either. That's what, <laughs> you know, I mean, I probably, I can just see Abraham saying, there's like, I don't know. You know what? It's so funny because really what this shares with us is oftentimes when God asks us a question and you could, you could bear witness to this, it's because he already knows the answer. He wants exactly. us to ask the, answer the question for ourselves. Exactly, exactly. So like you were saying, um, matter of fact, we were just talking about this this morning about when, how, um, like there are times when, when you might want to give up on something. Mm-hmm. And what did the Lord ask you? He said, can you see yourself not doing what it is that you're trying to give up on? Exactly. And yes. your heart was what? No, I, I can't. You know, and I couldn't. And it, and it grieved my heart to even think, think that it, it was, I, I wouldn't be a part. Yes, exactly. And I was like, uh, I, I can't see myself not doing that. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. And that, that can is whatever's going on in your life. Exactly. You know, if your heart is grieving at the fact that you're going to have to walk away from something, and I mean like a deep seated grief. I mean, I know sometimes we can be sad if God calls us out of relationships. You know, it kind of, when he asked me that, it was just like, I kind of got a little upset. Well, why are you asking me that? Why are you telling me to go? Mm-hmm. And you know, and, and it's like, no, Kim, this was your idea. Yeah. yeah. Asking the question. Now God's asking a question. He wants us to answer it. So when God's asking women, a question. I think, I think we have a way of turning things around. Uh, we are a little bit like that. A little bit like that. But God doesn't let you get off the, he doesn't get, let you off the, the hook so easy. Yes, yes. So why does Sarah lie about laughing? How do you see her attitude toward God change in verses 12 to um, 15? And why does it change? Well, I think she got scared. Yeah. When she said, no, 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 I didn't laugh. She understood the sovereignty of God. She understood that the Lord was in her house. That's exactly what it was. Yes. And she's like, no, no, no. That is the, you know, people like to, um, you know, say that God is this 
this fear. You got to have this fear of God, like this reverential fear. There is a reverential fear, but that reverential fear doesn't mean I'm cowering in a corner and I'm literally afraid. It means I love him so much. I don't want to do anything that is against him. Exactly. You know, it's not That's this, exactly what that Yes. Means. I don't want to do anything against God because I and love so then him we, so much. We, we he loved me so we're much. We're fearful in ourselves. Not that he's going to turn his back on us. No. He will love us regardless of yes. anything what we do. But then it brings us to a heart of repentance. Yes. And it brings us back to that closeness that we have. And that yes. is all he wants. So sometimes we get off track and all, you know, sometimes he just needs to draw us back, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And he so does. we get back to that intimacy with him and sit at his feet. Just like Mary did when Martha was so busy about the house, Mary chose what was good and the sat best. at the best and sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him and just wanted to be. Hang and you know what? So, yeah, and yeah. you know what Jesus said to, to Martha too? He said, I will not take away. What Mary has chosen, because Mary has chosen the better Mary voice. I think he kind of chuckled and said, oh, no. I will Martha, not take away. Martha, 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 Martha. You know, Mary has chosen right. I will not take this from her. Mm-hmm. Just because you're you busy know, about being know, busy. And, you know, maybe, in, in other words, I think you say, maybe you need to rethink what you're doing. Maybe you need to come join us. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody, you know, you know, at my house, sometimes when I have a group of people, that's like, you know, it's like help yourself but you know I'm gonna wait on you (laughs) you know I've always felt like I've been Mary my whole life I mean my my walk with Jesus I've always felt yeah I'm a Martha but in this season I have learned to be a Mary yeah in this season with two girls in the Bible I think we've kind of switched roles a little bit Mm -hmm. um and I I have felt like a Martha and every time the Lord reminds me of that scripture what do I do I run to him exactly I run to his you feet and a Mary. Yeah, I can become a Mary because the story you know, isn't to it, condemn me it's being bring... a Martha is bad because no, no, things no, no. need we to all get need done. we need you know we need to have things done but at the same time he's like there's but the a heart balance. of Mary there, has to be first there is a balance there yes. you know and when you are feeling overwhelmed it's not Okay, as long as I get this done, you know, it, everything will be okay. No, yeah. it's at that point in time that you need yes. to run to the master and sit at his feet and say, okay, I need a breather. I need a, I need a reboot. Ooh, it's I at that time I've had to learn to make Mary my primary. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Good, good. Good plan works. I like that. Mary is my primary. Exactly. So my primary goal is to be Mary at his feet. And then Martha has all day to work. So we're good with that. So okay, the so Lord provides. So here we go. But in one year, or one year later, or what one happens? year later, later, it's God who has the last laugh. Oh, the Lord yeah. visited Sarah as He had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as He had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken of him. And that's found in Genesis twenty-one verses one and two. Um, but like uh, Sarah and Abraham named. Sarah and Abraham's name for God was Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah which Jireh, means my provider. the Lord provides. Yes. Um, so, uh, and it's a bit ironic because that would call, that they would call God the provider, even given the fact that the couple had been well provided for already before their track to Canaan. They had lived in a split level tent with four camel garage. Life was good in her. <laughs> Yeah. But life will be better in Canaan. Abraham had life told... Life was good in Ur. Hold on. I want to pause right there really quick, and then we're going to continue. I remember when um, 
when there was a, a, a an opportunity in my life where I could settle. Mm-hmm. And remember, Abraham was not the first that was called. It was his father. Abraham's father was originally called, but he went to the land of Ur and settled there. And And I remember in 2013. And life was good. And life was good. I remember in 2013, um, a message coming about the the land of Ur, settling in the land of Ur. Well, here I found myself some few years later going, begging, crying out to God. God, I don't want to settle in the land of Ur because I had a good job. Mm -hmm. I had a good job. My roots were good. I was, everything was moving right along, but I just had such a desire to do something more. And I didn't want to settle in the land of Ur. And sometimes in our life, we can settle. Mm -hmm. But if you have a desire one or two things is going on in every single person. Every single person, listen, one or two things are going on. You are satisfied and content where you are, or you are not. You know, you can be satisfied and content, or you are not, both of which are a decision. But if there is something that God has planted, seated in your heart's desire, right, then then you are not going to have the same level of peace. You're going to, the, the Holy Spirit's going to draw you to himself to the point that you can't continue in that same walk mentally, mm-hmm. emotionally, and physically. So anyway, go ahead, Kim. But Abraham said, but life will be better in Canaan. Abraham told Sarah and the rest of the family, so off they went. She had asked, where will we live? And Abraham had answered, God will provide. God will Jehovah provide. Jireh. So he had to walk and God did blindly. And later on, when they got, up, got caught up in the Egyptian scandal, uh, the family wondered, how will we get out of this? Abraham assured them, what again, God will provide. God will provide. And he did. When they split up the land, the nephew Lot and the grassland that left Uncle Abraham, which the rocks with barren wanted, rocks. Yeah. How will we survive? And God Abraham will provide. knew the answer. Exactly. And when Abraham and Sarah took the next step to the empty crib, she wondered how she'd be the mother of nations. But he put his arms around her, whispering, the Lord will provide. Her husband just, oh, just gives me good goosebumps. And you know what? God did. When Sarah, where Sarah, where Sarah to hear Jesus' statement in Matthew 5, 3 about being poor in spirit, she could give a testimony. He's right. She would say, I do things my way. I get the headache. I let God take over. I get a son. That is so true. But think about this. I love the recap that you just gave right there, Kim, because, and I'll tell our listeners why, because it really shows how God remains faithful when we're faithless. Mm-hmm. Sarah struggled in her faith. She struggled to believe. And yet her, Abraham was there to say, God will provide, God will mm-hmm. provide, God will provide, God will provide. He was listening to the voice of God. And isn't that how your helpmate is supposed to be? Yes. Or, God you will know, provide. or, you know, a friend in that matter, when yes. one is down, we're to pick one other up, we're to encourage each other yes. with the word and, I, and, and that's, to be there for each other. And that's really what's so powerful about two girls in the Bible. And it's just that connection. Yeah. 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 That connection. And so Abraham and Sarah had truly learned yes. that God provides. Yes. But what? God would ask them to do next must surely have tested their trust in him once again. And Jennifer, we're going to have you pick up on that. That's that one. That's where it gets some. So let's look at some of the points to remember before we move on. What are some points to remember before we move on to that next question? Okay. When God provides the impossible, our understanding of his character and our trust in his faithfulness grow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Remembering how God has provided for us in the past will help us to trust him to be faithful in the present. 
Amen. Amen. God can do the impossible in our yes. lives. Yeah, he's been telling you that lately. And so right now, Kim, let's just pause real quick and let's just say this prayer to all of our listeners out there. Yes. I want you guys to join with us. We praise you, Lord, for your Amen. faithfulness in the past, for those promises you have fulfilled and those impossible needs that you have already met. Your love and care are beyond measure. Thank you that our needs for today are safely in your hands. Amen. Lord, yes. we just thank you for this opportunity um, to come to you with two girls in a Bible. Remember to like, share, remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. Go to our website, check out all of the things. We've got an event coming up. Our our My Beloved conference is coming up. So if you want to sign up and join us here in Southwest Florida. That's really exciting. We're going to have breakfast and lunch and prizes, and it's just going to be our first marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, and Kim, we also just launched our digital magazine. Yes. If you haven't got it, go to twogirlsinabible.org and click on that, and you will get the free digital and magazine. And subscribe it. And you can also, you'll get updates for everything that's going on with Two Girls in a Bible. But in yes. that magazine, what I love about that magazine, Kim, is that um, we have stories in there of women that we that have lined up with us, that we have lined up with. Some great women. Right. That, that the Holy Spirit, it's just regular everyday people doing mm -hmm. amazing things. Ordinary people that God is using to do extraordinary things. And he's doing an extraordinary work and in just like Sarah, you can be ordinary but become extraordinary. extraordinary. Uh, I had hoped that we could wrap up both uh, chapters. But we're gonna we're gonna end it right here, and we will see you next. Or we, well, we will be talking to you next week. Yes. On um, a test a of faith. Test of faith. So remember this: you, you will, will always, always have, have a friend with two girls and a Bible. Bible.